this week on the Glass Cannon Podcast. At that, you hear horns, you hear uh, rallying cries, and those of you who are still up and above ground look up and see the armies of Kragadan rushing down the mountain. A great battle rages. For Kragadan! They're rushing down, they're rushing down, the giants start taking the arms, and then all of a sudden there is a loud, thunderous boom in the air. The sun goes out (laughs) as an enormous dragon covers the sun. As the forces of evil take the upper hand. The dragon starts burning the armies of Kragadan, swooping over and just laying them out. And with the battle closing in, there is pandemonium. The heroes are powerless to stop them. All of a sudden, oh no, no. Oh god, oh god. <laughs> you don't do you even know how many hit points I have? <laughs> the adventure continues now. What's going on, everybody? It's your boy, Grant Berger, a.k.a. Sheriff Baron Ashpeak, and I'm a little tired because I'm recording this mere hours after returning from Washington, D.C., where we had another great time at the Miracle Theater putting on the Ritz for the latest Glass Cannon Live. My favorite part, as always, was meeting so many of y'all. I haven't smiled so much in quite a while, so to everyone who took the time to hang out with us, thank you. Hopefully, we'll see more of the nation at our next show in Boston. We really wish we could go to every city in the world, but until we do, we've got the next best thing for you. That's right, Androids and Aliens is going live this Friday at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Twitch. From here on out, we're taking our most futuristic show well into the future with video coverage. This is a huge step for us, and we're very excited to welcome you all to our table so you can see every moment as it happens. Please be sure to tune in to The Glass Cannon on Twitch this Friday at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And don't worry, the audio podcast will still release on its normal schedule. Lastly, while we were in D.C., we unveiled new shirts and hats, and now they're on the merch store. So if you want to upgrade the old wardrobe, head over to glasscannonpodcast.com or the newly live glasscannonnetwork.com. All right, that's it. Thank you so much for listening and for your continued support. Please buckle up and enjoy episode 244. Do any of you sleep through the night? <laughs> How do you sleep? <laughs> like, uh, you know, I know you, you wake up a lot throughout the night. Everyone wakes up throughout the night. But like when I wake up, I'm I'm up for like. Oh, 45 minutes just thinking, and then I go back to sleep. And that happens three or four times throughout the night. Like, do you guys ever just feel like, oh, I've slept, and you don't remember waking up throughout the night? Because everybody wakes up throughout the night. Most people don't remember. I wake up constantly, but I, I remember it all. I, have I long, remember every minute of it. <laughs> Pepperidge Farm remembers. No, but do you guys, is, do any of you sleep through the night? Grant, you look like a sleep through the night kind of weirdo. Lately, I've had uh, a couple nights where I wake up and uh, get some water, go to the restroom, and then uh, read my phone for two hours. And and those are real bummers. Oh, that's game over once you get <laughs> I, that I, blue I know light. I shouldn't open the phone. Yeah, I, have no. the, I have the blue light filter on. Sure. I just Doesn't feel work. like it just your, your brain is like, I am now awake. Yeah. Mm. Wow, Thanks, that's... New York Times. 
<laughs> just for bringing me all the news that's fit to keep me up late at night. <laughs> Skid, you sleep through the night? Uh, no, not usually. I did. I did actually sleep through the night last night. Really? Yeah, I went to bed at like one a.m. and I uh, woke up at nine, and I didn't wake up, which is incredibly rare. Really? Yeah, I usually wake up like uh, three or four times, and I'll just. Put on a new Simpsons episode on my iPad and then go right back. Oh, that's right. <laughs> that's right. I remember you doing that in uh, Indy a few years ago. You you put you kept putting Simpsons episodes on your phone yeah. while you were sleeping on oh, uh, yeah. an air, oh, mattress no, air mattress in the living yeah. room. And you're just laying there with one headphone <laughs> in, just sound asleep with Simpsons play. Yeah. I'd be like, look at the little skid. Look at him over there. He's all sleepy. And you'd wake up. And just like restart the episode and then yeah. fall back asleep. That's how long sleep. is how long has this been your move? Uh, I've been well. I've been. I've had. I fall asleep with a TV or something on for since I was a kid. Yeah, but wow. since uh, I don't know. Since I got smartphone at some point, I was just like, oh, I just put the headphone in. I won't buy. Oh, it was when I got a, 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 a live-in girlfriend. <laughs> I was like, oh, well, this, uh, she, she doesn't like it when I leave the TV on, you know, the entire night. So maybe I'll uh, do something else. And if you have the TV on the whole night, can you sleep the whole way through? Uh, I can. I just, I really, it's a real, like, a treat for me to be able to fall asleep to the Simpsons. It's so funny because I'll switch between like Simpsons and Futurama, and there's some Futurama episodes like in the later seasons that I know the beginnings of all the episodes really well, <laughs> and I've never experienced the second half of the episodes. Like I watched it, like wow, I had no idea that's what happened at the end of this episode. I'd never, never seen it. Good news, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Matthew. You, uh, I can't imagine you sleep through the night. You're twitching, and I haven't slept through the night since I was born. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> brain never stops uh, is it bad is it bad real bad yeah I don't I'm more stubborn about it like I won't go to the phone or to the the iPad because out of like just obstinacy like I'm going to fall back to sleep if it's the last thing I do right they say you know after a few minutes if it's not happening you should get up go turn the TV go do something else and then make yourself tired but you don't you fight that urge right I, I fight that, that urge the other night though <laughs> I woke up and I saw clear as day the window in my bedroom open and a long slender hand reaching through the window. Oh, no, you didn't. And then I was like, and then the window, of course, was, of course, closed. Oh, but I was closed it quick. I was I was up. I was up for a while after that one. That's how Slender Man operates. Oh, yes. Slender Man. Wow. He was coming for you. One of my students wrote a play about that. It was really good. That's a good one. Oh, yeah. Wow. It was I was like, well, it's 4 a.m. I guess I'm going to be up for a while. Was that your first paranormal experience? No. No. Yeah. I. I grew up in Weird NJ, man. That was that's what we, right. That's what we did for entertainment. That's a ghost state. Jersey Devil. We never did the Jersey Devil. That's that's in the Pine Barrens. That's really far away from where I grew All up. All right. Pine Barrens, great Sopranos episode. Yeah. Um, the best. Joe, do you directed uh, by Steve Buscemi? That's right. And they were like, you know what? You're such a good director. You can be on the later seasons. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Thirty Rock. <laughs> Joe, do you? I imagine you you sleep through the night. Uh, I do. Yeah. Yeah. Mostly. Sometimes drunk. I don't. Yeah, because I just get <laughs> blackout drunk, right? <laughs> Between 11 and 1 each night. <laughs> like, night, honey. Like, I'm dead sober. She yeah. goes to bed, half a bottle of whiskey. You just lock yourself in your study like Larry Hagman. Just, like, drink three <laughs> bottles of scotch and then pass out. Just wake up and <laughs> pass out empty in a chair. whiskey bottles and potato peels. <laughs> 
Now that is un. <laughs> un- I do not appreciate that. Do not appreciate. You worked that. up a hunger drinking all that whiskey. You had to have some raw potatoes. No, no, no. In fact, I find that uh, it's a late night snack for an O'Brien. Just <laughs> raw potatoes. I'm imagining him doing it kind of asleep, dude. It's like it's like gnawing on a potato. Eats it like a pear. <laughs> Honey, you've been up all night eating raw potatoes again. (laughs) (laughs) Trying to sink his teeth into a raw potato. Oh, my God. How will we feed the children? (laughs) Oh, man. Are you building up to the Kurosawa quote that I'm thinking of right now? No, but tell me what it is. The title. The title of the movie. Bad Sleep Well? The Bad Sleep Well. Yeah. Oh. Only the bad sleep well. That's where I thought you were going. No, no. I don't don't know that. I haven't seen that. Kurosawa flick and you worked at Kim's I know I did work at uh, Kim's Mediopolis um, no I you know I sleep terribly I, I, I got the Fitbit uh, I don't know six seven months ago just to track sleep and I'm I'm positive that the highest score you can get on it is 72 which seems weird <laughs> is a hundred possible it seems weird is, can you get in the 90s I've had some hundos get the fuck there's no way are you using like an outdated Fitbit that only went from 90 to 100 what? The highest I've ever got is 72. <laughs> and, and I thought that was the best sleep I've ever score, had. Is it a score or is it? What's yeah, it? it's it's your sleep score. There's no way you get 100. I don't think they give out hundreds with the new Fitbits. <sighs> the highest I've gotten. <laughs> yeah, Grant's got the same one as me. Christmas, uh, 88 on December 28th. Oh, that good. is unbelievable. Uh, 57 December 17th. Uh, let me just get a high and a low for <laughs> you. According to Fitbit, help.fitbit.com, most users get a score between 72 and 83. Okay. All right. So I'm uh, the low end of normal. But it does go up to 100. It does. That is that is insane. That's coma. I had a good coma last night. <laughs> um, there, there are multiple community articles asking if it's possible to earn a 100. Yeah, I don't. I mean, if I saw an, an 89, I'd be psyched. 88 over there, Grant? I'm looking. I'm looking. I'm going That's through. That's like ambient. Lately, it's been a lot of sub-70 stuff. Yeah. Uh, it hasn't been good for me. That's, that's the world's Ooh, place. 89, October 26th. That was a good night. Our first night in L.A. for the L.A. show last year, I got a 42. Wait. October, 20, <laughs> October 26th. Were we in Boston that night? No. That, we were in uh, Boston in November. The beginning of November. We were there... It was like November 3rd was the show. Oh, okay. So if you were in Boston since October 26th, that's a long week. So Grant and I shared, Grant and I shared a, a hotel room, and I don't recall him getting a, anything with a sleep score that high. <laughs> well, Matthew. Because you put the pillow over his face right before he went to bed. <laughs> Best sleep I've ever had. Do it to me, Matthew. Um, well, yeah. I don't know why I was thinking about sleep. Um, Are you tired? No. I got a new bed. I got a, we got a king-size bed in our, in our house, and it's pretty awesome. Oh, it's my wife's dream. Yeah. Like, when can sleep, we get this king-size bed? Do you bed? sleep horizontally and vertically on alternating days? Because you can? No, no. But that sounds fun. Isn't I, a king just basically a square? I guess it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I guess we could try that. That seems weird. <laughs> yeah. Redo all the bedding? I do feel like my wife is a mile away now, though, which is, which is like, hey, honey, I have to like... <laughs> Take an Uber over to her side of the bed. Um, But it's really nice. I I noticed that I have been sleeping better, but my Fitbit hasn't been tracking it. So I'm curious to see if I can get a a Grant 88. It's a rare, rare score, Troy. You got to relish it when it happens. 72 is my highest. So have you already acclimated to the serial killers and murderers lurking outside the suburb your suburban house i'm getting better but this is why i want to sleep because if i sleep through it then i don't think about it but when i wake up and i'm just like huh there goes that light again <laughs> just that local murderer just climbing around my car <laughs> waiting to strike i wonder, I wonder, I wonder if lavalley's having an 88 night tonight that's the night to strike 
<laughs> don't want to strike the valley on a 42 night. He's hacked into your Fitbit oh, yeah, that's, just for the sleep right. monitor. He'll see me coming. <laughs> all, of the, all, all of the local murderers in upstate New York have a direct line to Fitbit.com. <laughs> that's how they get you. That's how they get you. Um, well, the other reason I can't sleep is I can't stop thinking about this podcast. Oh, my I God. I can't stop thinking about this story. What a segue. Do you realize a lot happened at the end there, and we just went off air, and then I bolted out the door because I got to drive home now. We haven't even talked about this. And, you know, we've been, we we're starting a little late tonight, and we haven't had a chance to really talk about what happened. So let me give you a, a review here from the way I remember it. Skirkatla and the Dullahan come out. You fight them. You really are able to handle Skirkatla because she failed on the second uh, attempt uh, at a hungry pit by Metra. Fell down there. Dullahan you dealt with after he, he laid out some pretty good damage early on. You were able to take care of the Dullahan early. But Skirkatla was still lurking around until she fell into the pit. It's pretty much game over. The problem is, in order to get up to the edge of that pit, you got to roll a reflex save if you want to try and finish her off down there. And of course, of course, old Dally McGriff, of course, <laughs> old potato whiskey over here falls into the pit, lands there, and I, I think she was able to lay out a couple hits before you ended up mm-hmm. finally uh, uh, before Metra flew down, shot out disintegrate and finally after 40 50 episodes it worked i don't think it's been around for that long but disintegrate had not been working well for you it worked early in ash peak and then it kind of fell apart yeah disintegrated her however did not disintegrate the armor Dalgris on his back at the bottom of this pit you're flying down the pit nestor and baron are at the edge of this pit which we now know is indismissible at that you hear horns you hear uh, rallying cries and those of you who are still up and above ground look up and see the armies of Kragadan rushing down the mountain they took the charge they took charge against the giants uh, they said that they would join you in the fight at your uh, trial of the century um, <laughs> they come storming down the mountain the giants that are all watching this sh- this showdown between you and Skirkatla go down turn their attention to the oncoming armies they're rushing down they're rushing down the giants start taking the arms they're firing bows in the air to try and take down the dwarves before they get at them and then all of a sudden there is a loud thunderous boom in the air the sun goes out <laughs> as an nuts. enormous dragon covers the sun it goes from day to night in a heartbeat the dragon swoops down at all of you the giants the dwarves the four of you Skirkatla's body, the Dullahan's body you see on top of the giant's back is a purple-skinned giant, equally enormous, long white beard holding something in its hand. And you assume at his command, the dragon starts burning the armies of Kragadan, swooping over and just laying them out. The giants who are just ready to be uh, defending themselves against these dwarves who had the higher ground then just go in and start picking off the corpses as their burned, charred bodies are trying to crawl their way pathetically back up the hill and the giant keeps swooping and swooping and swooping. What kind of dragon is this? Do we, do we know? It's red in color. So um, it's not the one we just fought. It's not the one you just saw. It's a gargantuan red dragon. It's gargantuan. Much bigger. It's like an ancient worm or something. It's It's laying out an entire army of dwarves. 
You're at the bottom of the pit there, Dal- Dalgrith, with this armor. Now, I would assume at a certain point in your journey, Baron has told you about the importance of this armor. I mean, no. That you know. There. You no, were I there. there. You I were there. there. That's right. Yeah. You were there for the big debate when Metro was like, no, no, let's keep it. And Baron was like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> As I recall, it's Baron's fault. Nope. Nope. That's the way nope. I remember. <laughs> nope. 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 You know what else? Metro's a four-letter word. <laughs> wow. That's the whole thing. What? Wow. Like she's a bad word because wow. she she caused it. She, gotcha. She's a problem. He got gotcha. you. Really nailed you. Well, <laughs> put a penny in the swear jar. <laughs> oh, and it's a five-letter word. I feel put in my place. Wow. Oh, it's a it's a five-letter word. Real mess. Wow. Chasing. What a good comeback, though. It's Metro's fault. There is pandemonium. All over the place. The giant's attention is no longer turned towards you. It is turned towards, uh, you know, picking up the, uh, you know, what's left over from the dwarven army. As the giant on atop the dragon keeps swooping and swooping and burning. Metra, how how deep is this pit again? Uh, I believe it is 70 feet. Let me check the text of the spell. Okay. To confirm that. 10 feet per two caster level. So 70 feet. 70 feet feet deep. Uh, how far down have you traveled, give or take? Halfway. Halfway. I see about 35 feet down. You see Dalgrith on his back next to the uh, corpse of Skirkatla. Uh, no, there is no corpse. There is no corpse. He was disintegrated. Yes. So he's just sitting there next to the armor. Yep. Next to the armor. He's just trying to get rid of it like a, like a hot potato. <laughs> Push it <laughs> off of him. Grave knight armor. <laughs> what do you do, Matra? Uh, we we were talking about this before we went on air, but we knew based on our knowledge rolls how to how to destroy this armor, right? We knew there were a couple different options, right? You talked about this uh, back in uh, in Skirkatla's tomb or outside outside of the tomb after the fight. Uh, it can either be taken to the positive energy plane, but the person that did that would be uh, just killed instantly by the pure blinding light of the positive energy plane. Too much life. Let's make that plan B. Um, It can be disintegrated uh, or it can be thrown into the heart of a volcano. Alright. I'm just going to disintegrate it then. So I'll fly the rest of the way and land. Okay, so you land right next to uh, Dalgrith who and just still lays there on the ground, just looking <laughs> at you stupidly. Uh, hi! <laughs> you can take a free action and speak. Imagine the wind got knocked out of you from the fall. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and then I will disintegrate the armor. Okay. Now, it is uh, unattended, but it is a magical item, so it gets a save. So it would um, be a fortitude save. Fortitude save. Okay. So I rolled a natty 19 to hit touch AC. <laughs> Uh, you got it. <laughs> uh, let me uh, roll the save here. 18? Fail. Ooh. Okay. So Skirkatla's Grave Knight armor is disintegrated. Yeah. Yes! Finally. Finally. It wow. has been disintegrated. All of a sudden. Oh, no. <laughs> no. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, no. Oh no! <laughs> you don't. Do you even know how many hit points I have? <laughs> right around where Baron and Nestor are standing, a a thin bank of mist begins to just form around you, 
and surround you. You can still see each other through it. You can even see uh, a few feet or so into the pit, but it just forms out of nowhere. You look around you, and beyond the square of that mist is nothing else. It's not like a, a cloud of smoke that rolled in from the stampeding giants or the, the dwarves falling down the hill. It's just this weird mist that is forming around you. Both of you roll a will save. That's me. Me, I'm in there too? Yes, Nestor and Baron. 18, 36. <laughs> <sighs> Nestor failed. Nestor, Ugh. you feel like really weird for a minute. Like your brain is all of a sudden in a fog, a fog similar to the one that surrounds you. In fact, you've been affected by a mind, mind fog, fog spell. Yeah. Minus 10 penalty on wisdom checks and will saves. Oh, Wow. And you look around, and you have no idea where this is coming from. It is Baron's turn. Oh, God. Uh, so first is a swift judgment. If this is a new initiative round, uh, Baron will pull back down the blessings of Torag, surrounded by giants, a dragon driving down to him. Uh, hopefully his, his dwarven companions and, uh, and fighters are on the way. He's going to protect himself again, and... Uh, Oh, God, is there any check he can do? He can't do arcana or anything like that to tell what this is. Roll uh, perception. I'll roll perception. See what's going on. To see where he should step. Uh, not great. 27. 27. Um, all right, so this is about a 20-foot radius around you, it looks like, this uh, this particular fog. Um, but where you saved on it, uh, you fi- you're fine. You know, you look over at Nestor, and Nestor doesn't look like he's totally there. But you feel strong, um, em- em- emboldened by uh, having fought against it. You look through the haze, and you can't find any of the source. The only thing you actually see is the uh, giant that pissed on you. Oh, I see him? Yeah, you can see him. He's kind of... uh, How far away is he? Can you ping him on the map for me? Yeah, he's about, oh, maybe 60 feet away or so. And he, uh, he's looking... uh, 45 feet away. Uh, No, he's 45 feet away from the pit. He's 55 feet away, and you see him. He has his back towards you, looking at all of the carnage, but he turns back, and he looks at you. (laughs) And you make eyes. (laughs) Baron will cast... Long shot on Della. The gun. Right. Not the person <laughs> stitched into Brander at the moment. And we'll move 20 feet towards this giant. And that is... Uh, we'll do another perception check now that he's out of the fog. To okay. You said this. I re-listened to the end of last episode. And you just said it again now. And you're being cagey about it. And I think you think you're getting away with it. You said several times the thing riding the dragon has something... In his hand. Something. Something, yeah. Yeah, what is it? I want to know what it is, so I want to do a perception check to see what's in his hand. Okay. Two, 23. Can't tell. It Something. Just looks, he's got his hand outstretched as he's command or holding on to the dragon with the other one and shouting orders. So it isn't what's, uh, like shape a is huge this log. No, it's not a huge log. It's like log. a ball. It's just you see that, uh, yeah, maybe a ball or something. It's it's okay. in his outstretched hand as he's holding the dragon. Oh, it's an right. orb, orb of, of dragon kind. Yes. It is Nestor's turn. Um, wow. So, can I see the giant that peed on Baron? Yeah, so you see Baron make eyes at a giant uh, off in the distance there. It seems pretty clear. You've, you've traveled with him for a long time. You know what he uh, he's fixing to do. Okay, so he's his head is swimming. He's like, like trying to shake it off. Um, but he turns around and he sees the micturating giant 
and swift action studies him as a target and as a, a favor to an old friend many shots fires at him Ooh, <laughs> brutal uh, 37 to hit uh, yes okay. that is a hit uh, and that is a that is 50 points of damage. <laughs> 50 points of damage. Okay, he's still up. Okay. Uh, second attack. Boom. Hits him. Uh, second is, uh, do, 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 is a 26. 26 is a hit. Okay. Uh, 22 more points of damage. Okay. And one final arrow out of old Jota. Oh, nice. Uh, that is a 31 to hit. 31 hits. 30 more points of damage. And that actually knocks him unconscious. Yeah! So as Baron steps up to enact vengeance against this giant, Nestor turns around, and you just feel the arrows fly past past my ear, light him up, and the giant falls to the ground. Nice! (laughs) It is Dalgrith's turn. Dalgrith, you're on your back at the bottom of this pit. You can hear all of this going on outside. You hear the armies. You hear dwarven rally cries. But that's all followed by carnage. <laughs> I probably should have rolled for damage on my turn, right? Yeah, why don't you go ahead and do that? Let's just it's for both of us, though. Both, yeah, I'll squeeze you guys. So you get a, re- a, you get a reflex save. I get a reflex save. Yeah, yes. okay. still rolling at one. Oh boy, uh, twenty-seven. You pass, please. So it's ten points of damage. You take none. I take five because I also passed. Oh, it negates the damage when you save. Well, you have evasion, right? That, uh, but that's uh, we talked about it last time. No, not with the pit. Uh, it's, it's. I feel like it's a little different. I mean, I guess it's area. I guess that's fine. I mean, if it's for half damage, right? So yeah, it's for half. Any time you do a reflex saving throw for half damage, you take no damage. So, so excellent on the ground. You're like <laughs> squeeze into a little hole between the teeth. So Metro, you take half. I took half. Okay, so this is squeezing, Dalgrath. What do you do? Uh, first, hold jump up. That's uh, one action. Metro, get us out of here. Uh, and he'll just wait for Metro to get him out of there because. I mean, he could start climbing, I guess. He's just going to wait for Metro to get him out of there. Okay. Because it's going to take him uh, two rounds to get out. Uh, he figures he'll get out faster if Metro is going to get him out. It you actually is. don't know I'm there. I'm, I mean, you would have seen the spell, but I'm invisible. Uh, oh, okay. In that case, he'll jump on the wall and start climbing. Okay. You didn't say anything to him? Like, I'm here. I, mean, I, did, I, said, I did say hello. Would hey. you like to stop me from climbing? Or do you want me to climb out? I'm fine I want, either way. Joe, I want you to do what you want to do. But is Metro going to say something when I start to climb or not? If not, that's fine. I feel like you're getting angry. She I'm feels ask it. It's so simple. She feels like having some yes. fun with you. She reveals she is there. Uh, does she want me to climb up? No, stay down. Okay, so I'm just going to stay there. She's like, I'm going to see you. I'm going to let him climb 10 feet up. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> idiot, I'm right here. <laughs> uh, you know they just killed a bunch of dwarves, right? You know it's certain death up there, right? Let's go. It's yeah. a new round. Sooner we get up there, the better. <laughs> it is Metro's turn. Uh, okay. Metro will reach out uh, and grab this dog wreath by the scarf of the neck. Okay. And Dimension Door us out of the pit. <laughs> All right. So you Dimension Door yourselves where? That is an excellent question. Um... Let's say a few, you know, 10 feet or so from the pit. 10 feet or so <laughs> from the pit. Yeah. All right, so boom, you pull yourselves out. Uh, what do I see? 10 feet or so from the pit. Uh, you see uh, the Nestor. The the world. Uh, <laughs> uh, Nestor, did you want to take a five-foot step, by the way, to not be at the edge of that pit? Oh, yeah, uh, I would have okay. done that, yeah. So you see Nestor about 10 feet away from the pit. You see Baron. Uh, looks like his eyes are trained on this 
gathering of giants who will, most of them have their back towards you. You see one lying on the ground full of arrows. Um, and, of course, up in the sky, you see the scene that I've now described to you guys twice. Uh, Metro, invisible, but we'll, we'll say, we need to remove ourselves from this situation. If anyone can find out where Jimmer is, that would be the place to go. Aye, good thinking. Uh, we could find him in this chaos. Uh, he'll start uh, looking around. Uh, at that moment... Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm flying, so I, I have a move action, right? Yes. So Metro will take off and see if she can... She'll move up into the air at a you know, gradient angle and start looking around to see if she can see Jimmer or anything, any ca- other cages. Okay, roll a perception check. Uh, that is a 38. Nailed 38. It. Okay. You have a pretty good eagle's eye view of uh, the giant encampment from here, and you do not see any other structures similar to the, f- the cages that you were in. There are hovels, there are tents, um, but I mean, there's stuff everywhere. If Jimmer or Thune are in here, you'd never be able to find them. Yeah. Well, we can hope they're in the mountain. Go search there while the chaos is I there. didn't didn't they say something about them being up there they imply they were already in the mountain that's what I remember they belong to the mountain now they belong to the mountain now no they don't they belong to me perhaps they're being thrown into the heart of the volcano oh, Metro can you get us there fast into the heart itself I mean what were the spots I memorized so I can we had that supply room on the big old map where we ended up fighting the giant but but, rooms away. But weren't we admonished by uh, the charismatic giant speaker performer priest dude Grayskinned, I believe, uh-huh. against teleportation at the beginning of this? Didn't he say something about how if we did that, shit would go bad? Uh, yes, that your friends would be... Uh the intimation is that your friends would be killed. That was before yeah, all this, that was before all this happened. Right. He's got a, he's got something in his mind, so this might be the exact moment to go I was just save af- our friends. I was just afraid they had dimensional anchor on us or something. But you already is there a way to detect walk, so. if we? Oh yeah, I already dimension door. I, I think he was tough door, talking. Fine, yeah. he was tough talking. So where, where the question is, where would they be, and what's the closest <gasps> we can get there? I know exactly where they are. They're in the room with the statues, the stone statues of all of us. That's my best guess. Why? It could be wrong. Why? I don't know. They're turning him into a statue. I'm guessing they're in a room we haven't been to yet, which is the Vanson <laughs> Imagination Land. Again. <laughs> <laughs> they belong. Don't to press the... me, Joe. <laughs> don't you press me. Oh, it's just they're the stupidest the... thing I've ever heard. <laughs> they're in the middle of the buildings. Red Lake Fort. <laughs> oh, God. God, we have to we go, go back. We, search we, we got to go back. <laughs> I mean, they belong to the mountain now, suggest that they're being thrown into a volcano to me. Uh, sure. But we haven't been to Or them. maybe the mountain and them are getting married in Las Vegas right now. Uh, I have no idea. I don't have any ideas. <laughs> I'm out of ideas. <laughs> Nessa is just like, can we please get out of here? <laughs> I don't care where at the moment. At that moment, Nestor, roll a will save with a minus 10. Holy. Uh, negative one. <laughs> negative one. We'll round up to zero. All of a sudden, you f- start to feel something you've maybe never felt before. Certainly, it's been a long time since you felt it. You start to feel terrible, terrible remorse about everything you've ever done. So much so that you hit yourself in the face with your bow staff and take 1d8 points of damage plus your strength modifier. Wow, okay. You just poof, hit yourself. All right, okay. so... Wow. Seven points of damage, bludgeoning damage to my face. 
That face has taken damage before. It's true. He just punches himself with his with his bow hand. And it is Baron's turn. Oh, Baron, you see that giant that pissed on you now, lying unconscious, ready to bleed out and die. He's always had a flair for the dramatic, and he rolls his eyes, uh, but is thankful in the end that Nestor did it instead of uh, putting himself in the middle of this crazy giant melee. Um, is it still just a crazy, it's impossible to tell what's going on with the battle? I want to talk about your pronunciation. <laughs> melee. Yes, I would also melee. like melee. Uh, I feel like you're a French spy. I actually, <laughs> I think they say it melee as well. I actually. <laughs> Who I was, says it melee? I was overthinking it. <laughs> on this middle, in the, right in the middle of Edna St. Vincent, melee. <laughs> I wanted to let it go, but like you were looking down and everyone at the table just kind of cocked their head. We were all looking at each other. Like, it's like, no, I can't let it go. So Word we don't know. Can we? Can we? Can Matthew and I just share a private moment where we've both looked at each other a half dozen times or so when Troy mispronounces things <laughs> yes, and we, we never we bring it up? That. I appreciate it, but it was too good not. to. I know it's because another cast member may have at a certain point said mealy the other day. We've had some mealies. Some yes. mealies, yeah. Mealy worms. Um, so, is there anything else? It just seems like chaos around. Like it's there's chaos, nothing yes. that one person can do, even if they're you know really good with a magical handbanger. Yeah, I mean the only thing that seems weird is Nestor seems a little lost. So there's something screwing up Nestor. Um, but, I mean, there is just pure pandemonium right now. Yeah, and there's nothing really in Baron's bag of Inquisitor tricks to be able to help Nestor outside of uh, Touch of Law, and even that, uh, he doesn't know what's going on, so that wouldn't help, even if it was helpful. Uh, Baron's going to take a five-foot step next to Dalgrith uh, and cast Cure Serious Wounds Whoa, on Whoa, that's wow. amazing! Wow, huge. Uh, okay. Nice. Uh, huge. Huge. Max. <laughs> Minimum. Minimum. Oh. Uh, 10 plus 7. 17 points of healing. Oh, that's brutal. Thanks, buddy. It's not that bad. That's pretty bad, though. <laughs> it is Nestor's turn. Nestor, you're smarting from a punch to your face by yourself. I'm always like... I feel like it was a wave of, like, of a completely unfamiliar feeling right. passed over me. Like, <laughs> punched myself in the face. I'm like, days. I'm like, what the fuck? Now do that. And then, and now, I think he's, like, looking up at the dragon. And, you know, like, the whole reason he came here was to cut the head off this threat to his 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 life. Yeah. His, his well-being. Um, he came here to find the Storm Tyrant. And so, he, like, he's looking up at this dragon and the giant riding him, however far away he is, I'm sort of, like, le- miles away, maybe. Yeah. But he pulls an arrow out and starts and trains it on the giant as far away as he is. And yeah. Like, like looses it, flies through the air about 300 feet, just clatters on the ground. Such a great image. Yeah. <laughs> See, he knows he has no chance of hitting it. If you'd uh, like to get out of here, get with the group, Nestor. What? Would you what would like? I leave? I've got he's right there. I can see him. Just need to get a little bit more oomph into it. You're welcome to stay. No, I'll go. <laughs> <laughs> so Nestor moves up uh, next to Dalgrith and Metra. And it is Dalgrith's turn. Delay. Delay. Metra's turn. Metra will fly down and grab everybody and teleport us back into the mountain. All right. Is everyone <laughs> next to you? Yes, I'm coming from above. Oh, yes, because Nestor got right to you. So you just... <laughs> where do you want to go? I think the far... The, the, 
farthest anchor point we set or the deepest anchor point we set was in that little storeroom yep in the there were a bunch of rooms we skipped to go to the after Drake the great cave. stair it was these long tunnels and you saw footsteps coming from like towards the south towards the, and some light up ahead you instead turned north started going up north eventually there was a left uh, cavern and a right cavern that looked like it had some sort of lizardy creatures laying and stuff you continued up to go to what ended up being the dragon rookeries but before you got to that fork in the road there there was a little supply closet off to the right that looked like it hadn't been touched in a while Roll a D one hundred. Come on, eighty nine. Oh. <laughs> wow! All right, you're good, man. Viewed once, that is similar area. Eighty nine is right at the cusp of oh, viewed once, but luckily this room, uh, you were able to. Uh, I mean, at least uh, at see least casually, seen casually. <laughs> yeah. right? Um, so you're all right. Oh, thank you, Metra. We don't have much time. No, we don't. We gotta move fast before they know we're back in here. Actually, seen casually is off target for eighty nine. Oh wow! So yeah, I, but I'm gonna say that you studied. I stu- it we, we took a minute to study yeah, it. Yeah, 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 I, yeah. We made a point of doing. Yeah, it. but I just wanted to clarify that I just said oh, at least seen casually. No, actually seen casually, you'd be off target. Uh, so yeah, study carefully. You made a point to do so, and so you're okay. Let's go to the map. Right. Right, oh my god <laughs> it's, really, it's really not that big of a real you've seen this you've seen this room before you gotta give more direction um yeah so it's a storage room 5 10 15 20 25 30 35 feet uh 35 foot square um and there are 12 fire giants in there smoking cigarettes. <laughs> They're on fire giant break. That's what good. the hell? We need somebody to interrogate. Are these the line chefs? <laughs> yeah, yeah. just finally on there for smoke break. So it's a long, long shift. Um, um, yeah. Before we move forward, I'm, I'm a bit hurt. Can we possibly heal up a bit before we move deeper into the mountain? Uh, I am down 100 points. That's a lot. <laughs> yes. No, I need, I need some attention as well. My nose hurts like a bugger for some reason. He's like touching his like little bloody nose. You hit yourself in the face. I saw it. Well, when? Right before. Nah, it doesn't make sense. Why would you do that? I don't know. It doesn't. It's not something that happened, so I can't ask that question. Ah. These don't seem right. No, no, no. It's not. I hope it's not disfigured. No, no, you. Whatever. I rather treasured the uh, profile of my aquiline nose. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It's a good looking nose. You'll be fine, though. It looks all right. All right, yeah. Thank you. Where are we? We're in the middle of a volcano. Ooh, that sounds dangerous. We're going to find our friends. I hope the lava doesn't get us. Hmm. That's the thing to look out for, isn't it? That's the thing about lava. Well... It's hotter than people think. They look at it and they think, ooh, it's a lovely red colour. But no, it's, a, it's treacherous. <laughs> who, who thinks that? Who do you know? Oh, people are talking. People are talking. People are out there saying. Yeah, all of them out there saying, ooh, look at that lava. I think I'd like to eat it. And I say, no, don't do that. It's very bad for your health long term. Literally no one's saying that. They always say, no doctors one. say, a little bit of lava is all right. But... A little bit of lava where? Don't overindulge. It's like anything else. Dogworth looks at Baron. He's like, he's a madman. 
While uh, you guys are talking, Baron has cast 10 Cure Light Wounds on you <laughs> for a total of 63 points of healing. Okay, great. It's uh, not 100. Just yeah. need that other 40. I, I started with 10 because I didn't want to re-add it later. Uh, here we go. Uh, I'll roll an additional... Keep it going. 5d8 on you. So five um, charges of the old wand. What's your plan, Metra? Yeah, Baron, just like that. 20, What's your plan, Metra? My plan is... 28 to, points. Okay. My okay. plan was to escape certain death and then regroup and come up with a new plan. Wait, your name's Metra? Are, are you all right? I would have thought... You, what are you? You look like someone I knew. What happened to him? I would have thought you'd be a gnome. Can I do some sort of check to see if he's under Metra, the effects of a spell? Yeah, Metra, roll uh, spellcraft. Spell <laughs> sense motive. Metra gnome. Usually. Yeah, sense motive. My sense motive is terrible. Tick talk. His mind's in a fog. Talk. Seventeen for my sense motive. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Something's not right. He has definitely changed. And you saw him hit himself in the face too. You've been around magic long enough to I've know. Got a he's terrible headache, Mister Coin. Something's not right. No, Mister Coin's my father. Call me. Uh, what's my name? Aye. <laughs> <in? laughs> Something happened to him down there. I missed get, it was must have been how do we get him right there's literally no way to identify these the effects of what, what spell someone's under there must be some sort of skill that does that right you know, knowledge you can, arcana you can identify a spell as it's being cast with a spellcraft check but uh yeah in general uh it, it doesn't look like there there is a, a way of knowing but there might be i mean i just i know it's not spellcraft i feel totally fine apart from this headache <laughs> where, where did you say we were? Oh, I can use detect magic to identify the school. School. If someone is under... Uh... Simultaneously, while being able to view such auras so distinctly, a caster can attempt to identify an effect that is in place with a su- successful knowledge arcana skill check. Oh, okay. I didn't really go to school. So I can do a detect magic. I have to focus on it for a number of rounds. Sure, you're safe enough to do that now. And then, uh, okay, interesting. The aura is DC 15 plus the spell level. Uh, All right, so yeah, roll Knowledge Arcana. Let's see. Uh, 24. 24. 24. That was a good show. (laughs) (laughs) The cougar really... Yeah, Keith or Sutherland. There were two people in it. And they would alternate every week. I remember Keith. It was either it was Keith or Sutherland, and you never knew which one it would be. <laughs> and the spell level isn't the the le- is it the level of spell or the level that the caster had to be to cast that spell? The level the caster had to be to cast that spell. Is so, it caster level or spell? Level? Identify a spell effect that is in place as a knowledge arcana check. Then the DC is twenty plus the spell level. Oh, spell level. Spell level. So just the level of the spell. A third level spell. Fourth level spell. Fifth mm-hmm. level yeah, spell. Yeah. Okay. And would you roll? Uh, I rolled a... 24. 24. 24. And it's 20? It's not 15? Plus the spell level. Spell effect that is in place is what it says. Okay. That's not enough. So you know this is probably a fifth level spell or higher. It's it's a fifth level spell or higher. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that sounds high. So in, 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 in game terms, you know this is some high level magic. Coin, just follow along with us and shoot at the things we tell you to shoot at, all right? Right, okay. Just need to make sure he's not a danger to himself or others. No, I mean, Tomless is a pussycat, mother. He's definitely a danger to others. Danger to... We just need him to be a danger to the right others. Yeah, the others. Like unlost. 
All right. The Man. effects of the smell are just slipping to slipping to knowledge yeah. of another uh, another, another plane, another realm. I've turned into a stupid Deadpool. <laughs> what are you going to do? Uh, yeah, what are we going to do? Baron's burned two judgments. Uh, you've uh, burned a bunch of spells. Uh, obviously, you're, everyone's in good shape HP-wise. Um, what's the plan here? Talk it out Dalgrith is like, we're going to find him. That's what we're going to do. we got to move fast. I could actually use some healing. <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> uh, Why am I bleeding? I, I thought it was just my face, but now I look down and it's like all over my... It's like spreading all over my torso and legs. Are you in pain? Come to think of it, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I was wondering, I was trying to remember the name when that sensation was, and yeah, it's pain, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right, well, we'll heal up. We'll heal up Nestor with the wand. And then uh, Dogrith wants to just move in some direction. Probably back through. I guess guess not the way we came. There's no... We don't want to head back to the dragon. No, we don't want to head back to the dragon. There was no sign there of the volcano. The only... I mean, there was a magma pool. Aye, but it wasn't quite... It wasn't the heart of the volcano, though, was it? What about where Ash Peak is? Where all the, the offerings were? Could that be the heart of the volcano? Could it be down, not so much up? I don't or think... Or could it be deeper in this level to the west? I don't think we could have gone much deeper than where we were. I didn't see any other way in or out of that place, although there were a lot of tracks from giants leading in and out of there. We have no way of knowing. We have to gather some intelligence somehow. Oh, so, I'll help. Good. Let's let's head to the west. I mean, if we know that they were dragged out of the room with the dragon, like we were. Yes. So if we can find some sort of slave or prisoner between you know around there so we're on this level perhaps we'll be able to gather some intelligence and localize where they've been taken the closest thing we saw to that was the lizardy room with one of them laying on top of a pit of something anyway but oh and there were slaves in there right yeah, i think so uh, you didn't get the sense there were slaves in there they were just uh there were guards i think well, i got the sense that was their forge i'm not i don't think they're taking them to their forge could be wrong but the idea is to gather intelligence. We need to talk to somebody. Yeah, let me do it. No. What would you say? I would say, hello, you see you charm them first, like that. Well, who do you think is going to talk to us? <laughs> Who's going to talk to us? A slave or a prisoner that would be friendly to us. No, let me... Where did you see slaves and prisoners? Didn't we see some, Didn't we see people on this level that were... No. Nothing? Nothing like that, no. No, slaves, let me talk. Slaves always like me. They always come right up. They sniff me. They lick my hand. Well, I'd love to find some slaves for you, but first got to look somewhere we haven't already been. Oh, wait, no, no, not slaves. It's dogs. I'm thinking of dogs. (laughs) I don't believe believe for a second that dogs like you. I didn't know. One did. No, I was thinking of... No. I can't listen to this fool babble while Jim is out there. <laughs> What's the difference between a slave and a, moving and forward. A, and a cat? Dogwraith moves to the door and uh, opens it. Okay. The supply closet slowly, stealthily sees if there's anyone coming down the hall or walking outside as he opens it. So uh, first I'll do a, a stealth check. Okay. Uh, that is a 32. And then I'll do a perception check. Okay. Uh, and that is a 28. 
uh, as Dalgoth is going out there, Nestor, your faculties start to come back. Cool. Uh, I let it go longer than it okay. should. <laughs> that was really fun. <laughs> um, but yeah, you, sorry about all that. <laughs> once you get out of that fog, you know, a couple minutes later, you start to come back to yourself. And Dalgoth, you sneak outside into the hallway there, and you don't hear anything. All right, he'll step out into the hall. Look both ways. Okay, roll of perception. Uh, natural 20, 37. Ooh. Okay. So to the north, you hear those same uh, sounds that you heard as you got closer to the fork, the sounds of, like, roiling fire mm-hmm. uh, blazing uh, from time to time. A ting, ting. And to the south, you don't hear anything. That's the area you haven't explored yet. Uh, that's the way I turn to the south. All right, so you turn to the south. Do you start walking? Mm-hmm. All right, so you start walking to the south. the party already. Yeah. <laughs> um, and you approach another fork. You know that if you go left, one way, it's going to go back we go the way left, we came. Back the way we came. Back to the so great go, stair. So go right. All right, so you want to go right, uh, roll another stealth check. Uh, that is a 33. 33, okay. You feel like you're... You're on point right now, mm-hmm. hugging the wall. Are you going to move down that hallway to the yeah. west? All right. You're pretty far away from your party. You feeling confident? Oh, I thought they'd be following me. Okay. Uh, they didn't, unfortunately. So Okay. So uh, he's, <laughs> he could be by himself. That's fine. So roll uh, for initiative. And he could everybody. just be scouting. A dragon comes running down oh, the hallway. Oh, no. <laughs> and Worst case scenario. <laughs> uh, you guys do whatever you want. If you want to wait for me I mean, to we, scout I a think bit we, and then come back, I can do that. I think we're all pretty stealthy now. This is the first time I yeah, think we're all pretty everyone in the party can, like, you know, more or less pass a stealth check. So we might be 25 feet behind you. Great. Uh, and we're happy to roll stealth if you want. Uh, yeah, again, roll stealth. 32. Oh, great job. <laughs> I'm a creature made of shadow. 30, oh, I can... Th- 33. I, ooh, I can do stealth now, too. I forget. I'm a stealthy guy. That's now. right. Uh, oh, uh, 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 45. <laughs> so, I think it's fine. <laughs> so you guys turn around, it's like, is Nestor coming? He's right there. Ah! It's like, hello. <laughs> <laughs> Joe's upset that now I character, the one thing that he could do, someone can do better. <laughs> What's your bonus, Joe? 23. <laughs> What's oh, your bonus? Good. 26. Sorry. <laughs> People call me the min maxer. Do you think that? Do you think that it would have been more? It would have been more beneficial if you had given your rogue a dexterity bonus of more than you know, or dexterity score more than sixteen. Well, I like to give is your my dexterity only sixteen. My dex is sixteen. No, it is not. Grant <laughs> <laughs> through his crying. He started to cry. Oh, the table. The worst. Well, he's a, he's a likable hero, so I gave him a 14 charisma. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. <laughs> That's good. You never know what kind of problems you're going to encounter. <laughs> you know, most of the time, he's a one-man band. That's right. <laughs> he's got to be a party face. He's like Dick Van Dyke and Mary Poppins. <laughs> Uh, it never ceases to amaze me the amount of people that write in that don't like listening to unmaximi- non-maximized characters. That amazes me. Like, why do you want to listen to maximized characters? Well, you I have to admit it, it. it is a double whammy that you don't maximize your characters and you roll terribly. Well, no, no, I minimize my characters. <laughs> I'm not talking about me specifically. I'm just talking about the idea of wanting all maxed characters seems bizarre to me. That's all. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, some people, that's how they like to play. Yeah. Not our table. 
There's <laughs> <laughs> not one corner of it. <laughs> what do you? Uh, so what do you do? Do you want to keep moving? Yeah, I want to keep pushing. Okay. Um, I, I feel a sense of urgency here, like I've never, I've not felt yes. in this mountain. Like I don't feel. I feel like a ticking clock. You know what's I'm, going I'm on, on outside. Clock. Thousands of dwarves are being slaughtered. Jimmer and Thune right. are gone. I think you're saying Thune. We've been leaving him out of this. Yes. Oh yeah, I was <laughs> about to say. I don't forget Thune. You know they're they're gone, but there is just uh, there is a battle happening outside, a battle that your allies are on the losing side of. A time is of the essence, but you also have no idea where you're going. So anything new is hopefully going to bring you more information, but could also bring you more danger. Right. You continue forward, and you see uh, that the uh, tunnel continues onward, but it opens up to the left into a chamber. And you don't hear any noise coming from the chamber. It appears to be empty. Uh, I'll move into the chamber again as stealthily as possible. Okay. Uh, that is a 27. 27. All right, go ahead and place yourself on the map where you move in. And I'll give you... There's still Fog of War, right? Yeah. My herb, do I have to reload? Yeah, the whole thing is Fog of War. The whole thing's Fog of War. I'm starting to reveal it now, though. Uh, okay. He's going to come up... To, it looks like there's an edge here where the room opens up to his right. He's mm-hmm. going to come up to that edge and stand in that square and look around to the right, see if he can see more of the room. But if it, is it total darkness? Um, there is some light. There's dim light. Looks like uh, candles on big tables. In fact, I can tell you more about the room. It's, oh, okay. it's a pretty big room um, from what you can see, um, and it's furnished with tables and chairs that look like... Uh, 10 foot plus tall uh, inhabitants would use them. Um, though most of the chamber looks to be natural, uh, naturally carved from the rock, or, or it, this is what it was like because magma created it. Uh, someone went to the trouble of decorating the room for comfort. Um, where it's, it's sort of dimly lit, and I'll reveal a little more for you, you see four large wooden doors leading out of the room to the south. Um, Several giant-sized ta- chairs and tables, mugs and plates uh, cover one of the tables, while uh, the other looks like it's piled with papers and maps. Hmm. Um, I'll maps, give you the full you reveal while you guys uh, yeah. chat it out. It's, it's, it looks to be empty. In fact, it seems like whoever was in here left in a hurry. Mm-hmm. Dog Wraith will dip back. I don't see any, any reason to think they'd be in here. Can I do a perception just to see if you know if I notice anything invisible in the room? I'll come up to the lip as well. Okay. Um, Twenty six. If you notice anything invisible, hear it. Yeah. If you if yeah if if they're stationary, it wouldn't it would be tough to find it with the twenty six. But yeah, you don't see anything. Looks to be like some 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 people were in here and they left in a hurry. Dograth wants wants to backtrack and go further right. west. I would like to go straight to the maps. Uh, yeah. Oh. Okay. Yep. All right. Which Which table are the maps on? Uh, they are on uh, the far table on the room uh, to the south. So this looks like there's four tables in the room and there's four doors. Um, have I revealed all the doors to you? This is a pretty yes. big chamber. Yeah. Yep. Um, but on the far far wall uh, is a table that's covered in uh, paperwork, but you can see maps from, even from across the room. Um, I'll take a minute to kind of glance at them as I gather them just to see if I recognize any like the area we're in or something in the mountain slash an area that would be good to keep prisoners. 
Um, no, it doesn't look like anything around here. Are they maps of like greater lands or mm-hmm. not the mountain? Like countries. Yeah, not the mountain. Nations. All right, I'll I'll uh, grab everything that looks valuable or interesting. Okay. Take it with us. All right, this is like a pile of parchment. Um, Take and, that too. And some maps that kind of jump out at you. Gather intel. Um, I mean, this may. I we have the the cloak of etherealness at our disposal, so that gives us ten minutes to ignore walls and threats and if and try to do a scan for for Jimmer and Thune, but the mountain is just so big. If, we, if you know, I choose the wrong way to explore, we're not going to actually find anything. Yeah, we, and we have nothing to go on. Nothing to go on. I say we stay on foot for now. Uh, it would be faster with the cloak of etherealness, but we might need that in a pinch. Yeah, if we had any kind of indication of where they might take prisoners, yeah, then I would do it, but I don't... Yeah. And that parchment is blank parchment, or does it have correspondence on it or any notes well, there, there's writing on it if you want to take the time yeah to well, let's take does anyone speak china again do you uh, speak china i i do <laughs> yeah. uh I, do i how did we oh get wait I, I speak giant that's true i, I think i do through. i'll I flip through them you speak giant yeah you should i think i do yeah, look on your uh, i speak i speak giant. I, I speak giant yeah yeah okay jeff let's see Chris speaks giant yeah i think everyone but metro speaks giant. <laughs> yeah. um all right so you want to just uh look at this stuff flip through look for anything that's like uh you know uh a memorandum or or heart of the mountain secret plan or, or yeah where to take prisoners anything like that all right so you gotta take a second here and start digging through this um the first thing that jumps out of you um is an alien. It's an alien. It's an alien. <laughs> <laughs> it's a xenomorph. Ah! <laughs> um, are orders signed by the king detailing plans for an invasion of Belkson. <gasps> Whoa. All in giant. Treacherous giants. And included with the note is a crude map of the routes the Storm Tyrant's army plans to use in order to round up the orc tribes and press them into service you see that the plans involve groups of mixed giants attacking from various locations within Belkson and driving toward Urgir at the center wow other orders in this pile uh, the parchment the one that jumped out you spell out the plan to then enslave these orcs and conscript them into the storm tyrant's army in order to take down Laswall. seems like after that the storm tyrant then plans to move south into Nirmathas and Multhun they also mention a place called Iron Cloud Keep it's not quite clear what that is <laughs> I know exactly what that is you also see orders also uh, from King Titarian, again, his signature at the bottom, about food and equipment requisitions, supplies for a number of giants living in this Iron Cloud Keep. Many of the requisitions are generic, but some are more specific. You see that some refer to a rookery of red dragons north of the forges, mentioning that the dragons living there are dominated by Volstice hmm. and used to deliver messages between Ash Peak and Ironcloud Keep. But as you continue to look, you see that a few directly name the commanders who report directly to the Storm Tyrant. There are names along with notes. 
This is like Shadow of Mordor. It's like we're starting oh, to get yeah. the names of all the lieutenants. Yeah. <laughs> like we can start locating them and picking yeah. them off one by one. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Ogs love the drunkard. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Who has uh, knowledge local? Uh, Dahlgrith. I do too. Baron does as well. All right, give me three knowledge locals. Come on, Dahlgrith. <laughs> Get this one. Natural one. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> uh, 33. God. Uh, 21. 21. All right, so... This first one uh, <laughs> <I'm> so angry <laughs> jumps out at you, um, Nestor. You know that it is uh, referring to a cloud giant. Oh, and Nestor can't read, by the way. So this okay. is what whenever they if they're reading it out loud, like this is right. what. Yeah, Nestor did, can't read. He can't read. Did we know this? I think we did. Yeah, speech well, giant. I don't. Dahlgrave doesn't know it, but. So you are giving, uh, you know, those of you that speak giant are giving him the nuts and bolts, and he's able to put together with his knowledge of giants that you're referring to a cloud giant, a cloud giant named Nalbur, who requisitions special food for his rock mount. That doesn't sound like something we want to fight. That sounds like something I want to fight. (laughs) Nestor is also able to put together that they're talking about another type of giant known as an ash giant. Named Ulkroth, that's requested hundreds of feet of stout chains from Ash Peak's forges. Oh, that's what they were making out of the room, maybe. Yeah. Also, uh, well, we thought it could be for the things. dragons, but you remember we we walked past that place they were putting together chains, yeah. and we were like, oh, maybe yeah. it's for. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So maybe it's, that's for to enslave the Ulkroth. <laughs> Cloud Giant wants food for uh, his rock mount and Ash Giant wants hundreds of feet of stout chain. I love the way this is happening. If Nestor can't read, you're just describing these things, and he's like, that's a cloud giant. Yeah. That's an ash giant. And now he's like, oh, this refers to a taiga giant. Oh, yeah. I've heard Tigas? of taiga giants. A taiga yeah. giant commander named Sirdasa, and someone named Nalbia, who appears to be the twin sister of Nalbur, the one who has the rock mount. The information that you're getting now is is incomplete, and you don't know how much time you have in this room to look through it. Oh. But either way, you now know names and types of giants who are under direct command from Volstis. Oh, this is so amazing. In Iron Cloud Gate! Iron Cloud Gate! (laughs) And we'll see you next week! Oh, no! Wait a minute! We gotta act on this intel, dude! (laughs) Maybe we'll do it next week! Oh, we could do it next week. Or the week after! Let's have another... Let's record another one. The Glass Cannon Podcast is a Glass Cannon Network production and is an officially licensed partner of Paizo Incorporated. Giant Slayer is copyright 2015. Giant Slayer and the Pathfinder Adventure Path are trademarks of Paizo. All Pathfinder images are property of Paizo and are used with permission. 